Welcome to the podcast of the Pilates Alliance of Australasia. The PAA strives to continue promoting the expansion of the Pilates method as a professional and valued healthcare and fitness discipline. The Pilates Alliance of Australasia have a growing number of student members joining our organisation each year. They are the future of the Pilates industry and bring with them a fresh approach which is invigorating and inspiring. The PAA is dedicating a podcast series to students to share with you a snippet of some of our student members' journeys, their experiences, thoughts and views shared with our community of Pilates professionals, advocates and members. Oftentimes, it is from students, both those engaged in formal training and those that regularly attend studio settings, that professional instructors and trainers learn the most. Their ability to provoke teachers to develop their teaching practices, improve communication skills and search for answers to unknown questions are some of the gifts that students offer. I'm your host, Daniela DeFabio. In this episode, I will be joined by Angelina Seaton from Melbourne. Angelina is currently studying the Diploma of Professional Pilates Instruction with National Pilates Training. Angelina, welcome to the show and thank you for joining me. Thank you for having me. I know that you are currently a primary school teacher and now you've gone back to being a student. What drew you to the Pilates method and for what reasons did you decide to undertake professional Pilates training? I was drawn to the Pilates method because of how beneficial it is for your body and how the principles incorporate so many aspects of life. It's not only something that you take in when you're doing the method, it's something that you do for your whole life. Being able to teach it, you get a deeper understanding of it while you're learning about it and it has a never-ending longevity to it. Did you participate in Pilates classes first and then you thought, I really like this, I'd like to change career paths or add it to my current career path? I've done a few different Pilates classes sporadically, but I'm the type of person when I really want to know about something, I like to learn about it. I like going through that journey of undertaking something different to learn more and then incorporate it within my life. A lot of the course for me is for personal growth and development, so I understand it from a deeper level. What have been some of the highlights of your course so far? I really enjoy all the experiences throughout it, learning about the mat work, reformer, all the apparatus, and the faculty members have been amazing. They have a wealth of knowledge and come from different backgrounds, and that's been really enjoyable, seeing all these different perspectives of Pilates with the same core principles and being delivered in all different ways to show its adaptability and how amazing it makes you feel. Now, there's certain aspects of the study that you're really drawn to, perhaps studying the mat series or working on the equipment, or is it the anatomical side? What's the areas that you really enjoy in your course? I thought I would love the studio apparatus the most, but I've grown to love mat just as much. There's so many things that you can do with all the disciplines and how you can build them up or break them down according to the body that's in front of you and apply the exercises. I think that's really interesting, the adaptability of it and the results you get from it by continual training. It doesn't have to be huge amounts of rigor. It often starts with subtleties and the progress that you can build is quite amazing. Aside from your current Pilates teachers and faculty, who are some of the mentors or people that you admire within the Pilates industry? Rail Isakowitz, his books and some of his classes online. Also the Franklin Method, the exercises you can do with the apparatus, 
using the Franklin balls. That's been great. I've been able to incorporate them within my own practice and when I'm doing my teaching practice hours as well. I've found the people I admire are often the students doing the course with me. You enroll in a course and you have colleagues that are quite inspiring just as the teachers are and they push you into new directions. How have you found the students in the course? That's been so beneficial to help the growth of my understanding. One of the other girls I've practiced with, she's been doing Pilates for decades and she's got a few injuries studying together and practicing on each other. It's been fantastic. That's helped develop my learning and understanding because that's real time. We're both real clients. We both practice Pilates and then we're both teaching Pilates. So that really integrates all the concepts. How does your current role as a primary school teacher influence your Pilates teaching during your studies? The similarity of teaching in general, the way I approach it is you're always going to have a mixed audience of very different capabilities. When someone walks in quite new, how would I break it down and keep it at a level where they can understand and feel welcomed and start to build on their practice and knowledge? How would I give clear cues and best cater for those people who have been doing it for a long time so they can advance and progress. That's an important point as a teacher. Students have different capabilities in learning. You coming from a teaching background will bring that to your Pilates teaching and I'm sure it'll take it in a good direction. I'm sure you're learning a great deal through your current study program. Could you share a Pilates discovery moment you had that illuminated something about either your personal practice or your role as a Pilates instructor? Something that's really illuminated my practice was initially when I couldn't do some of the exercises and I had to break it down or I honestly thought this is an exercise I'm not going to be able to do through practice of the subtle movements and slowly building as simple as it is. It's imagining the move and imagining the anatomy and how my body will move slowly through the progressive exercises and actually being able to do the exercise that I thought I wasn't able to. That was my penny drop aha moment, which I love. Is that about using small progressions to get to the end goal? Absolutely. Using small progressions, building up to amount to something much more was really good. Both online learning and online classes are becoming more prevalent. What are your thoughts on online education and classes versus face-to-face interaction? And how have these been incorporated into your study program? Considering everything that's happened, the online learning has evolved for the content that we're learning and adapted to students' abilities and needs as much as possible. It's still enabled a sense of community and accessibility to knowledge and equipment by improvising. I think there's always a different element of doing things in person compared to virtually, but the adaptions that have been made to learn virtually have been good considering the fact that we're not able to do much outside of our own home. How has that influenced your practice on the equipment in Melbourne? Have you been able to go in and use it or do some of you have home equipment? When studios have been open, the faculty members have been really generous and they've allowed us extra time to be able to get into studios to practice on ourselves, our own mastery, and then practice our teaching, which has been really good. Otherwise, we've been given different ways to improvise at home with what we've got. We're also learning to go through the content as much as we can and do what we can while we're at home. So when we do go into studios, we make the most of the time that we have. 
through that improvising when you're forced to find a solution to a problem. In this case, not having access to the equipment, that creativity definitely shines because you are forced into a direction that otherwise you wouldn't be. Absolutely. It can give you more insight into progression or regression of an exercise. So when you have clients that might not be able to do an exercise on the apparatus, I know I can take it and scale it down and take it back to the mat or I can use this prop instead because you've had to think outside the box and try and improvise as much as you can. Being a student often poses some form of personal challenge that we must overcome to complete the course we've enrolled in. Could you share with us one of the obstacles you faced? That I have to know everything, that it has to be a particular way and that it has to be perfect. (laughs) It's easy because you're a student looking at that content and you're often in your own head about it. And that's an obstacle. I said this, I was at the right queue or do I need to mention that? Or should I have mentioned this anatomical term? It's that constant nitpicking at all these things, thinking about the textbook protocol with the Pilates method. If that doesn't apply to the body in front of you, as long as the fundamentals and the key purposes of that exercise, the anatomy that's moving according to the body in front of you, is it going to align with that or do you need to then change it accordingly? Of course, it depends on the client you're dealing with and depending on the type of day they've had. As much as you think you can be textbook perfect, in reality, nothing is ever textbook perfect. Definitely not. I find that through my teaching as well, I'm always trying to change how I teach and modify it according to the situation I find myself in and according to which body is in front of you. Do you see any gaps for students in the Pilates industry that you would like to acknowledge? From what I've experienced so far, I can't say that I've seen gaps for students Whenever we're unsure about something or if we feel like we need to be upskilled, I can go and ask my mentor and she'll explain things. Or if she sees something that I'm not understanding, she'll go ahead and explain it more or say, you've got this concept, this is how you're seeing it, and then break it down. And in the larger Pilates community, have you found that student teaching is accessible for you? I have really loved the Pilates community. It's been fantastic. I've been given lots of opportunities. If you ask, there's definitely people who have said, we'll be bodies for you, or I've said, I need you to be a body to practice with family and friends, clients, mentors, the other instructors. Everybody's been open and offered help wherever needed. I think I've been very lucky with my experience. I know there's a shadow of COVID, but I think when you've got a desire to learn and you've got faculty members and peers who are all interested, it makes it a lot easier and you all work out a way that you can practice and teach with each other. It sounds like you've certainly got a lovely Pilates community around you. You currently are a student member with the Pilates Alliance of Australasia, the PAA. How do you make the most of your student membership? I use it however I can. If I've got a question, I will play around on the website quite a bit. I find there's a wealth of knowledge there. Some things I'm not ready to delve into yet, but I know it's there for me. It's a wealth of knowledge and resources for areas that I'm yet to explore because I'm still quite young in my Pilates career and knowledge. There's a lot for me to go through content, updates, these podcasts, which I love, which are short snippets and great to listen to. When I'm not getting much study done there, I'm not getting as much knowledge in the industries I'd like to. I feel there's accessibility for information in bite-sized pieces and more content that I can sit down and go through when I want to spend a few more hours professionally developing my abilities. That's good to hear. Thank you for your feedback.
Have you attended conferences or workshops that stood out for you and excited you about the Pilates industry? Two workshops in particular, the hip pathologies in the studio. That one interests me quite a bit due to personal experience with my hips. When I first did Pilates, one of the biggest things I realised was I didn't know where my hips were in the subtleties of a lot of movements. I find that when other people are doing it for the first time or when I'm doing an introduction session, practicing my teaching, it's that awareness of hips and then the pathologies of current lifestyle of sitting quite a bit and being in certain postures. That was really interesting. The other one was having an impact on bone strength for life by Kath Banks, my mentor. I absolutely love the way she speaks, the way she engages an audience, her teaching method, her style the knowledge she naturally gives and flows throughout her instruction. Those were the two big highlights, but there were masterclasses, which were really great. I think it was exciting because it was all this knowledge and celebration of everything that you can learn and keep progressing with. Those are the highlights for me. It's lovely to hear that you're attending workshops while you're studying. That's quite a feat. Thank you. Angelina, thank you for having taken the time to be part of the PAA Student Podcast Series. It's been a pleasure to have spoken with you. On behalf of the PAA, I wish you all the best with your studies and your future as a Pilates instructor. Thank you so much. There is a membership category for every Pilates enthusiast, where the Alliance provides a wide range of information, resources and support for everything you want to know more of with Pilates. Help us expand the message of the PAA by sharing your network of friends and colleagues today so that the Pilates community can continue to be a vibrant and inspiring network for everyone's benefit. You can become a member today by visiting the links in the show notes. For existing members, join us on the PAA Member Forum Facebook page where you'll find an ongoing supply of resources and conversations to continue supporting you and your participation and involvement in the many levels of Pilates here in Australia. The Pilates Alliance Australasia only exists because of the contributions of the Pilates community. If there's a topic or a conversation you would love to share on the podcast, then we'd love to hear from you. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Pilates Alliance podcast. Please leave your comments on the Pilates Alliance Members Forum Facebook page. Remember, for anyone who is yet to become a member, we'd love to have you put your voice forward for the benefit of progressing Pilates here in Australia.